OMC Hive's The Buzz podcast is designed to bring you closer to the brilliant people, thinking, and events within the Omnicom network. On this episode, I speak with Clarissa Season, Chief Experience Officer at Analect, about all things Omni. You've probably heard a lot about Omni. It's definitely come up again and again in previous episodes of this podcast, but in this episode, we do a deep dive on its inception, the way it's evolved over the years, and how you can use Omni to make your job easier and your work stronger. Welcome to OMC Hives the Buzz podcast. I'm Ro Colinaros. And I'm Clarissa Season, Chief Experience Officer at Analect. Thanks, Clarissa. I appreciate you taking the time to chat. Oh, well, I am happy to be here, Ro, and, uh, you know, talk a little bit uh, about my experience in uh, Omni. Yes, I do want to start with you because you've been at Omnicom for a very long time, and your career journey almost mirrors the journey we've taken over the years of an, as an organization and the way we've kind of grown and shifted focus and come to where Omni is today. So can you give us a little bit of the highlights about that journey? Sure. So I have been at Omnicom for over 20 years. I started my career at BBDO back in the day. And uh, I actually was an intern at BBDO even before uh, joining full time. So awesome. <laughs> I've been around uh, for a while. And I started as a, a planner. And, you know, as BBDO and, and Omnicom expanded and they actually spun off the media divisions uh, from all of the creative agencies, I went over to OMD as OMD was formed. And this was even before Omnicom Media Group existed. <laughs> but, uh, you know, went over and left BBDO, went to OMD, continued my career as a media planner uh, for several years, and then um, had an interest in data. And really, my interest was in telling stories about people and recognized that data was the best way in our industry to do that and um, move. Were other people speaking in that way or were you kind of like a first adopter there? I think I was a, you know, on a early adopter. There was, you know, at the time I did it, there was maybe one or two other people who were talking about things like segmentation, which is a, con you know, audience segmentation, which is a thing that's been around for a while. But my spin on it, which was a little different, was about this segmentation was a means to understand people better and to start to get into their stories and to recognize that data was going to get us there. So, you know, previously, I think we often used focus groups that might talk to 10, 15, 20 people. Um, and, you know, I was recognizing that you know, we're moving towards bigger data as digital became a bigger thing in the industry and, you know, cookies and all of that was allowing us to get uh, more data about people. And we weren't yet at that place where we were harnessing it. This was uh, even before concepts like uh, data management platforms came into being, which Omnicom was an early adopter into data management platforms, but part of what we discovered with data management platforms was this big, you know, it was a 
our first foray really into big audience data. So, you know, I took that interest in telling stories about people. Analect then came into being about 12 years ago and I moved into Analect and my role at Analect was audience solution. That was my whole job was to create <laughs> the, these audience solutions with the big data. And we created a product called Galileo, which was about bringing lots of different data sources together and tell stories about people. And was probably the earliest you know, product we had within Omnicom that almost became what Audience Explorer, which is the, the workhorse application in Omni, 10 years later, you know, we can look back and say, oh, Galileo was what helped us to get to Audience Explorer and, and that vision and idea of bringing data sources together for, you know, people to define audiences and then profile them. You've really been there from the beginning. <laughs> I've been around for a while as we've been on this journey and it's been really exciting. And I, you know, if I'm being honest, I feel really honored and privileged that Omnicom has, has let me kind of explore those interests as I've gone through my career, because not everybody would have said, hey, that woman. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking knows? about these things. You're right. Well, who? I mean, I wasn't a math major. Like, I didn't major in data and analytics or um, those, I didn't have a background in data and analytics. And so for Omnicom to say, hey, she's doing some, you know, she's talking about some interesting things and I was doing some interesting things and to, to be willing to take chances and to give me opportunities to explore is part of why I'm still here 20, 20 years later is that I really feel like Omnicom has allowed me to go in new directions and to, you know, take on new challenges. About two years ago, I picked up talent and HR as part of my responsibilities, which nobody would have said, <laughs> you know, as a media planner, you're going to, you know, like 20 years from now, you're going to be leading talent for Analect globally. But I have a passion for people and Analect and Omnicom was willing to to let me follow that passion and follow how to develop those people. So I still maintain my Omni relationship, but I've picked up other responsibilities along the way that might not seem aligned, but really have allowed me to follow my passions and interests. Yeah, that it's that constant drumbeat of people. You spent so much time understanding the customers that the people within our agencies are also customers, so yeah, you would know them best. Yeah, no, it's it, it's and it, that's been just a fascinating turn is to be able to apply some of the psychology and things I know about people to our talent and to understanding them and understanding what's going to keep them motivated and and keep them at intellect. Yes, and I love that you've had such a diverse journey because now this kind of new modern marketer that you need to be to succeed needs to have an understanding of all of these different areas and how they come together to create great work and reach people at the right place at the right time, all of that. Of course. So, no, I feel fortunate. I've said that a few times recently where I... I'll say I feel very fortunate that I, you know, Omnicom has has allowed me to do this, and that I have also found 
advocates who will, you know, fight for me and believe that I can do this. But, you know, one thing people will reply back to me who know me will say, but if you weren't good at what you were doing, they wouldn't have provided those opportunities. So as someone who wants to promote women, um, I have to remember that we need to advocate for ourselves and not just say we were in the right place at the right time. And so somebody said, hey, do you want to do this? We we do have to work hard and advocate for ourselves to, to get to the things we want to do in our career. Absolutely. That's great advice. I like that you keep hitting on storytelling because the story behind Omni is like almost as compelling as Omni itself. So can you talk a little bit about where it started and what prompted the creation of Omni? Sure. Uh, It was actually originally not Omni. (laughs) In fact, started as we needed to re-envision from an, an Analect perspective. We had all these tools and products, but we didn't really have a way to tell the story of those products really well. We had a, a an application, a website, if you will, called apps.analect.com, but it was it was really just like a fancy version of SharePoint where things were just like thrown in there and it wasn't organized in a way that was really helpful for our clients to understand our offering. And so we started, just me and our chief technology officer at the time, uh, envisioning what it would take to reorganize what we had at Analect. And just a few weeks later, we had built a very rough wireframe. We'd shared it with Slavi, our global CEO. Just a few weeks later, Slavi got pulled into something that was called the Integration Task Force at Omnicom Media Group. And it was really about integrating all the tools that it, not just Analect had, but that sat across Omnicom Media Group. So how could we make these tools better available to our employees, but also to tell a story about how we of the data and analytics capabilities that we had and could bring to bear on a client's business and how that could make their business better. And so, you know, you had very, great timing. <laughs> yeah, great timing. So very quickly, our, our little Analect side project became this Omnicom Media Group project. And then uh, coincidentally, Omnicom was thinking along the very same lines um, that, you know, across Omnicom, because we have lots of accounts where we have multiple agencies working on those accounts. And we're in pitches where we need to be able to tell for those global clients the Omnicom story of all of the tools that we have and and capabilities that we can bring to bear. But they weren't sure who should lead that project because there are tools, not just at Omnicom Media Group. Uh, We had OPMG had tools, OHG, every agency has a set of tools. So who should lead that project? And they, but they were interested in what we had to do. And Code was also at the time uh, who runs AdZoo, also had a bit of a platform. And so, you know, we both were presenting and talking to Omnicom about this possibility of creating a platform. Still didn't have a name, by the way. <laughs> Omni had been thrown around, but nobody was really sure if that was going to be the name that stuck or if that was just like a working title. And ultimately, Omnicom decided that we should 
uh, combine the efforts of Code and Analect into one platform that Analect would be the stewards of and Code and Sparks and Honey and others would contribute to as we, we built the platform along the way. All of this happened um, in the matter from, from the time we had the wireframes, uh, which was mid-December, to the time Omnicom made a decision to combine, which was May, to the time we launched to the press with a working version of the tool in July. So within you know about seven months, we went from very simple wireframes as a side project at Analect to a full-fledged working platform that was released to the world. Um, and then our first clients got on board in September. So uh, our first client team Impressive. with McDonald's, very, very short timeline, very exciting time to be at Analect and at Omnicom. You know, we're really just changing directions for us. But from an industry perspective, everybody was announcing platforms around that time as well. So we were, you know, right there with the rest of the industry. But <laughs> there's always uh, those, a but. But you know, I, I think we we feel like we took a different approach to our platform versus the platforms that were coming out by some of our competitors at that time. You saw uh, around the time Omni was coming into being. Actually, the summer we were launching Omni, IPG bought Axiom, which is a data company, and so they created their platform AMP off the back of that acquisition. Well, that was billions of dollars in the yes. making. So, you know, we built this in-house with our own talent um, and not that we didn't spend some money on it, but we didn't spend billions of dollars. And then, you know, shortly thereafter. Kind of speaks to that ethos that kind of permeates Omnicom is kind of like for us, by us. Yeah. I think a lot of, that's how a lot of things happen is grassroots groundswell. And then Omnicom puts resources and investment behind it and becomes this like real thing that everybody has access to, which is kind of cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, not only did IPG buy Axiom, but then Publicis bought Epsilon, another mm -hmm. billion dollar purchase. Well, you know, as you said, you know, everybody at, at Omnicom can have access to Omni. That's not the case at the other holding companies. The other holding companies, they really have to monetize these billion dollar investments. And so they really only give access to those clients that are paying for it. Versus, you know, our approach was this should be a set of tools available to all of our teams to do their job better. It's not to say we don't sell the platform to clients. We do, but the part we sell to clients is you know things that will are going to be custom and and integrated to those clients we're not holding our teams back from having access to these advanced capabilities just because their client isn't paying for a custom version of omni mm, that's a powerful differentiator mm -hmm. from that seven month sprint what does omni look like now Oh, Omni looks completely different now. <laughs> a couple of years ago, uh, Omni got a facelift. We called it Omni 2.0. And, you know, we launched Omni in that seven-month sprint, and I think we were all really excited about that. And then, you know, you get real users in the platform and people who are not as close to it as, as you know, those of us at Analect were and Code and Sparks and Honey. And 
all of a sudden you start to get user feedback on how we could make it better. And it became clear that we needed to, you know, give Omni a Facebook lift and make it easier for users to get to what they needed to do to see what their fellow coworkers were doing. So as an operating system, we wanted it to be a collaborative platform where you could see the audiences that someone else might have built. You might be able to see a channel plan or you know, a cultural trend report that somebody had created in Q. And so you wanted, we wanted to be able to surface that information easily. So you could very quickly come in and be like, oh, this was the last thing my teammate was working on, or this was the last thing I was working on because, you know, everybody's got a lot on their plates. They might forget what they were doing from one day to the next. And what are some of the things that people would use Omni to do? First and foremost, our workhorse application is Audience Explorer. So this is you know, an application you can go in, you can define your audience. We have about 10,000 different attributes you can use to say, you know, I want somebody who is in the market for a car because their existing car is about to come off lease in three to six months. And, you know, they have expressed interest in electric vehicles. And so, you know, you can get to these really unique and targeted audiences and you define them and then you can uh, profile them. And there's uh, some pre-made profiling information and then you can get the Excel document that will, you know, help you profile them uh, in great depth if, if you're so interested. And you know that is pro that is the one of the most used applications. You can also uh, go in there and say, "Hey, my client gave me ten million dollars to spend. Should I spend that uh, on retail outlets? Should I spend that on buying a television ad? Should I spend that on you know streaming? And you know to really help our teams." use a data-driven approach to how they're going to spend clients' money based on which channels are going to resonate most strongly with the audience. And so it's really, you know, taking an audience and then looking at different things about that audience, whether it's a channel plan, it could be, you know, trying to understand what television programs they're using in an in a, uh, application we call TV content or what digital uh, inventory is available to purchase against them in a digital marketplace. It could be how do we build creative in Adzu that will speak to them. And so, you know, pushing those audiences into Adzu so that creatives can start to create a, a creative decisioning engine to build pieces of creative for each individual audience. So rather than you know, going in, which is what we used to do and say, hey, I want to speak to these 30 million people with one ad. We can now take those 30 million people, break them into much smaller audiences and serve them ads that are really going to speak to them. So Omni really is for everyone. It is. And then, of course, we can report on it because measurement. Uh, you know, yes, our clients want us to prove our value. <laughs> exactly. We describe Omni as an operating system. What exactly do we mean by that? Why do we choose that language to describe it where competitors have gone in different directions? So I think it comes down to this idea of an end-to-end -end platform. 
this, you know, it is really the the foundation of how we operate our clients' business from start to finish. You know, we envision this as one day being the first place you go when you log on to your computer in the morning is you get into Omni to understand, you know, the status of your business. And so, you know, much like your phone has an operating system that allows you to to have access to all this information in one place, Omni is that operating system for us at Omni. And as you said that Omni has come all this way, it's still being constantly iterated and expanded upon. You know, we've talked about Omni Earned ID in a previous episode, but what other areas of our business, other agencies have built capabilities that live within Omni? Yeah, so, you know, Omni Earned ID is a great example of, you know, PR taking the some elements of Omni, adding some of their own elements and creating an expression of Omni that works for the PR group. The healthcare group has done a similar kind of iteration that is called Omni Health. And in there, they've added things like patient data and uh, healthcare professional data that would not be relevant and uh, obviously also has some privacy concerns. So we have to to make sure we're keeping that data in the right place. But Omni Health might not be applicable to, you know, our automotive clients, but it is very applicable to the Omnicom Healthcare Group. And so, you know, they use that as their everyday kind of operating platform. Commerce has uh, is well underway in creating their version. Um, folks may have seen we've made a lot of commerce announcements recently and created a company called Transact to look at commerce, not just within Omnicom Commerce Group, but also in Omnicom Media Group. So it's really a joint uh, company between Omnicom Media Group and Omnicom Commerce Group to address a holistic commerce needs. And Omni is at the heart uh, of how that company will operate and, and 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 is looking to build out a huge suite of capabilities. And we've done a lot of great deals recently with people like Walmart and Albertsons and Kroger. And, um, you know, we continue to uh, establish deals and, and new iterations in that area. We have a great set of Amazon data that this builds on, but we have to recognize while Amazon is a big player, they are not the only mm-hmm. player in the commerce space. A whole number of clients and partners and agencies. How are you kind of getting people onboarded onto the platform? I remember back when I was at DOS a long time ago, we were working on a strategy to kind of educate people and other networks and practice areas about Omni, but you have a great number of people on the platform now. How did you go about that? Yeah, so we have a, a team at Analect that I oversee called the Enablement Team, and, and their job and is essentially to, as people get onto the platform, make sure that all of the learning, and like we have a massive learning and development effort, so there are over 500 pieces of learning and development content over 30 webinars in any given month to help people, you know, learn about different areas, making sure that everybody not just 
has content available, but knows about that content, knows when data is being updated. Uh, so this team of people holds things like expediters and uh, monthly meetings. So expediters are our power users of Omni. We have them, we have over a thousand of them across the Omnicom network globally. And so on a monthly basis, we hold a meeting with the expediters to say, hey, here's all the cool things that happened in Omni uh, since our last meeting. We also showcase case studies in those meetings, which is a has been a great way for us to get out the word about what Omni can do. We have you know, over 100 case studies. I think we're approaching 125 case studies. They cover 30 plus markets around the world and wow. you know, almost every industry and all of our major apps. So you know, it's not just that Omni works in the US. Omni <laughs> works around the world and you know, we have case studies to help the teams understand because I can tell you all the great things about Omni, but what you really want to know is like, did this work on client business? Like, did this really drive change? And the case studies and the case study library really helps us to do that and to be quantifiable. But it's also a great way to connect people around the world and even within the same country of like, oh, you did that really cool thing. I'd love to pick your brain on how you did that because I'd like to try to bring that to my client. And so how we get the word out is by you know creating this community and sharing with this community on a regular basis what's happening with Omni. The Expediter Monthly Forum, as well as the case studies have probably been two of the things that really have helped. Um, and then this past year, we launched Omni Certification. And Omni Certification is a quick you know probably an hour and a half to two hours of classes there's three classes you have to take and then a there's actually a test and you have to pass that test to get omni certified it's been an amazing vehicle for us to not just get people on board but to get the highest usage rates we've ever had in omni's four years of existence and you know we've also had the networks have really kind of embraced this because this was a great way for them to make sure that their client that their teams know what omni is can talk about the value proposition of omni and have at least a foundational understanding of the key apps within omni omnicom media group set a threshold they want 84 percent of their employees to be omni certified we're working with several of the other networks on those kind of sort certification goals and drives, and it it really has, you know, in a lot of ways, been a game changer recently. So, if someone listening wants to be certified, how would they get access to that? They can send an email to support at analect.com and request Omni access. Everybody at Omnicom can have access. Once you get access to Omni, you're going to get a welcome email and it will uh, relay the information about the L&D and the certification that's available. And you can go in and get certified and then you'll have Omni access so you can right away apply that knowledge to using Audience Explorer or Channel Planner. Easy way to look smarter in front of your clients. Absolutely and your teams, honestly. You've been continuously on the cutting edge of what's next and kind of a first adopter and a first mover. 
where do you see, you know, Omni going, the industry growing? What trends are you picking up on right now? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing facing our industry and and continuing to it has been facing our industry, but I think is just ramping up that much faster is privacy and, you know, how we think about the use of consumer data in an ethical way. The good news is, is that we built Omni from the core to be privacy compliant. It is always evolving to the latest kind of regulatory situations like GDPR in Europe, but also things like CCPA in California and other privacy laws that are popping up in states around the U.S. and in countries like Brazil and in other places. Privacy will continue to be you know, quite an issue, and, and that aligns really well with some of the things we're hearing from Google and Apple where they're trying to deprecate cookies. And so cookies are essentially a collecting of information from us without our knowledge. Well, in most cases anymore, there's a accept cookies, click to accept on almost every website you're on. So there's you're acknowledging uh, every time you go to the website that you're okay or not okay with them collecting your information. But as cookies deprecate, that is a loss of some information about people that we were getting but there's lots more opt-in and privacy compliant and consent compliant data sources that are coming up that in some ways are going to provide us richer data than we had before because we're going to know who these people are more intimately actually than we did uh, in a in a cookie based way it's been talked about for a while but with Google being the biggest player in the cookie space and they keep delaying their deprecation of cookies, it has allowed us to kind of live in a half cookie world, half not cookie (laughs) world, because Apple hasn't had cookies for years. So nothing on your Apple devices was captured in that way. So, you know, we've, we've been in this hybrid world. I actually think it might be easier if once we just get through it, and move bite the to bullet. A, yep, just bite the bullet, get cookie-less. Um, but I do know it creates a lot of fear for a lot of clients. And so I think for us, it will be inherent upon us to help clients through this transition. I also think that clean rooms, so with the that rise of you know cookie-less, we have to rely more on those richer data sets that might be data sets that come from the client. So it might be first party data. It might be second party data that say uh, a publisher is creating. You might think of something like cars.com creates, has a lot of great information about what cars you're looking at, you know, and, and everything you're doing, but they may not be comfortable sharing all of that information just and just selling it openly. They may want to do you know, specific deals and say, well, I'll share that information with Nissan. I'll share with Nissan the information about people who have looked at Nissan vehicles or Nissan competitive vehicles, but I'm not going to share all of my information. Clean rooms, this is a technology where your data doesn't have to move, which is a big concern for clients. So like clients don't want to send their first party data someplace else for fear, like, what are those people going to do with my data? They're going to have my data and, you know, I've lost control. But clean rooms represent a technology where you don't have to move your data. 
and the parties you might want to collaborate with and, and cross data together, they don't have to move their data, but we all retain the control of what happens to our data. So, hey, I'm Nissan, I have this wonderful consumer file of you know everybody who owns my cars, when they last got it serviced, when is their lease coming due, how did they pay for it? But I wanna match that and work with cars.com data of what my my consumers are looking at on cars.com and, and what are they doing on cars.com. Well, cars.com and Nissan can come together in one virtual place. So they haven't moved their data, but there is a, mm -hmm. a shared environment where the data becomes available and each party has agreed on the rules of how their data will be used and you know what data can come out which data people will get and that makes everybody feel like they retain control their data is safe and i think we are in the early stages of this we just we saw in 2022 that you know there was interest there but people weren't really sure and i think 2023 is really going to be the year that it like explodes Thank you for giving us that little peek. I feel like we could do a whole episode about that. Probably Maybe we could. will. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving us so much time, for joining us, for taking us through your journey and through the journey of Omni. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It was great to talk to you. And uh, if anyone has questions about Omni, they can feel free to reach out. You're the expert. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. You can find previous episodes and more to come on OMC Hive or in the OMC Insider newsletter every Friday.